Welcome to The Millionaire's Lawyer, where you'll hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to grow your business and sell it for maximum profitability. If you want to learn lawyer-proven strategies for building and exiting your business, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, J.P. McAvoy, is a business lawyer, college professor, and best-selling author who has been assisting clients start, grow, and sell their businesses for millions of dollars for over 15 years. Will yours be the next? Now here's your host, J.P. McAvoy. In today's show, we're speaking with Marie Elizabeth Malley, a midlife transformation specialist. You'll hear a little bit more about what that all involves in our conversation. Essentially, she works with women and men, usually a little bit older, uh, somewhere over 40, to give themselves the type of life that they want or help them get to the type of life that they want. Applies in business, as with many other settings. Here's our conversation. Mary Elizabeth, it's great to see you again. I guess it's been a couple of weeks. We were lucky enough to share the New Media Summit together. Uh, Tell me what you've been doing since. Well, I went from the New Media Summit to a women's entrepreneur conference. Uh, I'm part of a women's entrepreneur network called E-Women Network. And this was their platinum conference, which is the upper level of their membership. And it was really an amazing high-level conversation about entrepreneurship, about being women, in the world, creating amazing things. And I found that the New Media Summit, having honed my pitch and honed my topic so much for that, I had much more fluidity and ease around describing what I do to these women. So that was kind of a fun segue and result of the conference for me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's interesting you say, uh, so women entrepreneurs. So how, what, what's the, the difference between a women entrepreneur and all other entrepreneurs? That's a great question. Um, You know, in principle, there's no difference. Entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship, you know. And in reality, as women, there are often additional pressures because we're trained and also have the natural desire to caretake and be there for our families. And, you know, we have the babies, literally. (laughs) There was such a beautiful moment. Sandra Yancey said, she's the leader of the conference, and she said, Sometimes when I'm sitting at the airport, I look around and I see the women and I go, wow, we made everybody here. Yes. And we all cracked up. And it's like, you know, men have their contribution and it's beautiful and important, but there's something that comes through a woman that is different. Yeah, absolutely. It's sacrosanct and, and it is. It just is, right? So you can try to label it if you want, but the reality is you say you're looking around and nobody would be here if it wasn't for the women. Right. I, I mean, and, and you can say nobody would be here if it wasn't for the men too, you know, which is why in my work, I'm really about how do we, you know, come together and not exclude anyone. So that's why I'm sort of, I think, defending men in this moment. But there really is something powerful and magical and incredible about being a woman and, and navigating that additional pressure of family, of children or caretaking. I mean, I chose not to have children, so I don't have that pressure, but uh, but I certainly had the pressure to have children until I was very clear about my choice not to. And that's something really magical to be in a room full of women, giving each other permission to dream big in a worldly way. And to say, you know, here's the thing, here are the stats that have been around for quite some time, but are still current, which is only 10% of women entrepreneurs break a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And only three percent of women entrepreneurs break a million. Wow. And this is of revenue. 
Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, we're not talking uh, net, but uh, just of revenue. And so to be in a room full of women and and be um, privileged to witness interviews with women who have sold their companies for 40 million, this and that, right? You know, and, and just, wow, they're just people too, you know, and they have their own stuff that comes up and their own insecurities and all that stuff. But it's like, what stands between someone who can break a hundred thousand in their business, who can break a million, who can break 10 million, 20 million. Not that the money is the goal. It's never the goal actually. Well, I mean, for some people it is the goal. For me, the money is not the goal. It's a measure of impact. Right, right. And and that's more what I'm interested in is is how do I touch people and move people and inspire people to dream bigger and have more and not sacrifice, not feel like they have to sacrifice love or relationship to be successful, but to who can actually have both. Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, wow, that really strikes me when you talk about, you know, the 10%, uh, the types of numbers that we see. That's a lot of, type of the type of work that I do, right? As a corporate commercial lawyer, uh, I help people structure their businesses and uh, set them up for success. And that definition of success can be quite varied. As you say, a lot of people aren't doing it just for the money. They might be creating a not-for-profit even, right? A foundation of some exactly. sort. They want to see further a particular goal. Uh, but to hear that uh, it's that many businesses that uh, are, it almost sounds like capped or like that ceiling. You always think about the ceiling that uh, the, the women have traditionally been confronted with right in the right. Uh, the, the reality they have to uh, break through that ceiling sometimes and i think that it exists in a, in the entrepreneurial setting as well is is obviously a challenge and one that it's great that they're you're able to attend conferences where people are being empowered and recognizing that it exists and then talking about i'm sure ways of, of trying to motor through it right or trying to blast through it yeah it um it occurred to me as you were talking uh, one of the things that sandra yancy talked about is actually plugging the holes or the leaks in your business. So very often when she works with a client, they might make the same money the following year, but they actually keep twice as much because they've plugged right. a bunch of holes. Do you find right. as a corporate lawyer, does that figure into your Absolutely. Work? Yeah. That's oftentimes what happens is I get involved. I get a lot of my work from accountants actually. So I like your, your analogy, plugging those holes. Uh, a lot of times uh, an account will say, you know, you've got you got some issues here that we need to address. Uh, you're not, among other things, structured properly. You're paying more tax than you need to, right? You're more exposed than you need to be. Uh, yeah. Let's talk to a lawyer that can put a structure into place for you. Uh, so certainly, yes, you know, an entrepreneur working and producing revenue, depending on how they're structured, will pay taxes at different rates. So oftentimes you're saying, let's, as you, in your words, plug the hole or let's put something into place that allows them to do everything more efficiently. If you're going to work, you're going to create revenue. That's great. We all want to pay our taxes but we'll pay the least amount of taxes that we need to, right? And that's a that's a key. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm all about paying my share, but why pay more than my share? Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 And also the exposure, right? A lot of times. Uh, so, I mean, a key, a key thing, and that's actually one thing that came from the from the uh, from the new media summit as well. A number of people have reached out to me saying, "Can I help them structure things for them?" Which is great. Oh, great. Yeah, it was sort of an offshoot that I wasn't really. Well, I wasn't expecting it first, and I realized, well, there's uh, something else here where it can be a win-win. I can help people, and together we can build things together uh, in that way as well. Uh, one of the most common things is is somebody incorporate or not. People they oftentimes are uh, um, they think there's a real barrier, a real reason why they can't be incorporated. And it's actually not that difficult to be incorporated, and the obligations once you are incorporated are not so great that they should prevent anyone from doing so. So for a number of these people that are carrying on business and they've been doing it as a sole proprietor. And I'm saying, well, why not incorporate? Why not do business as a corporation? It gets taxed, depending on where they are, at reduced corporate income tax rates um, and protects them from liabilities in, in the way that they operate their business. So oftentimes I'm saying, yeah, let's get you incorporated. And a few people have reached out, so we're now doing that kind of work for them. 
Mm, wow, that's so interesting. The big thing is, uh, obviously, to ensure there's no accruing liability. So yeah, do it the right, right. way so that you're not getting a letter from the IRS or something someday saying, oh, by the way, we want our share of this, right? Because exactly. that would obviously bite into the whole process all the way through. It would, it would, you know, and now that now that this whole larger entrepreneur question is on the table, right, it, you know, who knows at some point if it does make sense to change to a C-Corp or, you know, I'll probably call you when I have that question. Yeah, yeah if we want to have that conversation, of course. So well until now. Yeah. And it's just a question of like, as things grow, depending on how they grow, you know, then getting more advice to see if it makes yes. change sense to change. I always say to people, and you've heard me say, it's that, that natural evolution, right? So it gets to the spot and it's most times driven by tax uh, yeah. where we're saying, okay, you know what? There is, there are ways where we want to do things differently. Let's have a look at this. Uh, one key component being we're paying too much tax or even better, we got so much revenue. How can we organize this in a way uh, we don't need it all at this point to organize it in a way where we're keeping our tax down and able to reinvest in the business in an efficient way. You'll know when you get to that spot. And of course, we're welcome to talk about that at the time it comes. Yeah. How, if we were to talk with, you know, people listening to my podcast and clients I work with, how would I introduce some of your skill set to them? It sounds like from what I'm hearing right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if we're dealing with an entrepreneur that might be, uh, among other things, feel like they're getting pulled in many different directions, uh, particularly, uh, you know, a woman who's being pulled in many different directions as she's trying to work on her business. It strikes me as you're somebody that's able to perhaps help them prioritize. Would that be safe to say? Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm able to do is to work with women on really getting clear what their priorities are versus priorities that have been handed to them by their culture or family upbringing, religious background, education. We inherit a lot of priorities that may or may not be true to us. And so the, the spot where I really like to come in is when a woman is questioning how she's been doing things, you know, like grinding for years and she's tired and exhausted and, and worn out, or, you know, she thinks the man in her life is needy, but there's a little whisper inside starting to say, you know, maybe he's not needy. Maybe I'm just shut down. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm working too hard, right? There's a, there's a glimmer of questioning about how she's been doing it whether or not that's the way she wants to continue doing it and whether or not there's a more pleasurable or enjoyable or balanced or integrated way for her to move forward where she has more fulfillment and joy and love and play and pleasure in her life. And she's also rocking her business. Yeah, really. And there's a natural progression there. That's what I always say. And it's to the point where people are reaching out, right? Saying I've taken things to a certain spot, but I'm going to the next level now. Now it's time to invest in this. Legal's a big investment. I always say that to people. And it's important to understand at which stage it's important to be investing those funds because a lot of these companies wouldn't exist if everything went to professionals right at the outset. No, you got to get a, a business going to a certain point, have enough of a following to then say, oh, we actually require to invest in legal here now uh, yes. to put some of these things in place. We've jerry-rigged it in your words to this point, but now we've got to make sure we're getting a sort of a double check. Oftentimes I look at things and it's close. What people have done through their own cobbling it together is actually close. And so you're saying, okay, there's not actually a great deal of additional investment here. You've put stuff together in a way that makes sense. Let's add some of these layers. Going back to what we said before, plug some of the holes, if you will, to bring right. in the best way forward. And then the natural progression, as the company gets to that next level, there might be 
you know, if it's natural progression, there might be an investor or somebody else that comes in. And when yeah. they do, they're going to be looking for certain things as well. And then you're adding those layers on all the way through. That's it. And, and I mean, here's the thing. You don't know what you don't know, right? As a business owner, I don't know what I don't know. And so that's where having a professional who does know what I don't know <laughs> to consult is essential, right? Yeah, come in and look and yeah, start to talk about some of the other things that you can add or other, other layers that can be added. For me, oftentimes, is a question of saying, these are the range of options, you know, if you are interested in pursuing them right now, which would you like to pursue? And then the business owner makes decisions, you know, what area. If they've developed something that's got uh, a lot of uh, proprietary value, they might be investing in protecting that. If they're building out a structure that they know needs to be scalable, then they invest in whatever that looks like. So yeah, yeah it's a question of looking at the range of options and implementing the right ones that are best for that business owner at that time. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. We were happy to speak with Marie Elizabeth. I hope that you gathered a lot from the conversation. Certainly very interesting, certainly not our typical conversation, although I think there's a lot of interesting things there for our audience. As always, feel free to reach out. It's been a pleasure having you with us again today, and we look forward to you joining us next time. Thanks for listening to The Millionaire's Lawyer. Please subscribe and rate on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. To get your business millionaire assessed and to access the wide variety of resources that we offer in addition to this podcast, go to jpmcavoy.com. That's jpmcavoy.com.